Hello and welcome to Garblag Games. Tonight we have episode six of Roads and Ruins. You put a question mark on adventure. his teleprompter. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what it says on the uh, the Twitch net, that, like down there. Sorry. There you go. Then it's, it's episode six. Excellent. I'm Pete, the game master. Oh, it's me. Hello, I'm Aldun. I will be playing Clip Killhaven. Uh, the Texan Elven Gunslinger. We've been officially told that he's Texan. Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Roger, and I'm playing Einar Eriksson, the Jotun Champion. Hey, my name is Millie. Um, my character is Rasilka the Ruddy Amazing, who is a dwarf swashbuckler. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben, and I'm playing Crow of the Atawan, a lizard folk. What is he? He's mostly a barbarian. Yeah, barbarian. That'll do. 90, 90% barbarian. Yeah. Judging by the way he thinks he's definitely a barbarian. Hi all, I'm Dan, and I'm playing LaRue, the fox. She's a cute little fox and she does magical stuff. She's an oracle. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, right. Wow. So, if you're on Twitch, join us on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, join us on Twitch. That's it. Right, on with the show. So, <laughs> previously on Roads and Ruins, you guys executed a tactical assault on the plundered smithy, if I remember correctly. There was serious planning on our Discord, join our Discord beforehand, and uh, <laughs> a clip had come up with a sound uh, attack plan, and you all executed it fairly as planned. Um, yeah, yeah every I still understand step why the fox had to stand in the middle of the battlefield. Every, every single step of the one-step plan was followed perfectly. Everything after that it was improvised perfectly. Also went well. Did go well, and there was go some team. there was some damage dealt out on both sides. So I think you guys had to stop for a little breather mm -hmm. uh, and a few few healing potions or or cure like wounds. I can't remember. Uh, and then you went into the plundered smithy. And if you remember inside, we found that there were two giant forges built for creatures 15 foot tall, as big as the wood giant you met, you, you met uh, previously. But you found the kind of carcass of a mechanoid. And you, you assumed that maybe these mechanoids were, would, operate in this smithy as you found giant anvils uh, big enough for for giants to operate on and you had a bit of a fight with some hobgoblins there were some hobgoblin alchemists that you had to take out some fire bombs thrown around the silka was ruddy amazing rolling across the floor and skewering someone and the barbarian really axes and there was there was lots of good fighting going on there was lots of fire thrown around as well i was going for some some effects that time to sort of try out a few different things area effects you know fire and all that kind of stuff so you did really well you survived and you found a big bag of swag uh well you kind of rifled through all the boxes and crates and dusty corners of this old smithy and you found some gear didn't you can mm -hmm. anyone remember i've got it written down somewhere has anyone got it to hand no nope. um uh, have it right here. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, if we like it, we got three cold chunks of cold iron. We got 
two chunks of silver. We got a selection of runes. Uh, we got two runes of weapon potency. Make your stabby stick more stabby. <laughs> uh, we got a rune of shadow. We got four thunderstones moderate. Kaboom, kaboom. We got some blank rune stones. We got some... No, we'll just skip over that one. Uh, we got some tracker goggles. We're skipping over the spell strike ammunition. That's no. what we're skipping Magic over. bullets. Yeah. That's going straight in Clip's pocket. Didn't find uh, anything. No, nothing there. Oh, uh, we got two flasks, two more flasks of alchemist fire, and we got four flasks of acid. Yeah. So it seemed that there was quite a bit going on here. And um, this was clearly some ancient dwarven constructed, but mechanoid operated forging area. Uh, there was a, a, a kind of a, a huge rail, minecart rail going through the middle. And you found a gem on the mechanoid that would allow say. you to pass through the doors. We found ourselves uh, a magic stone. Indeed. Oh, indeed. That's really yeah, it kind of kept, became a bit transparent as you got closer and then you realised you could walk through mm -hmm. when you were within a certain distance of it. And you also found a set of stairs going down, down into Bagdumaraz, probably. But there was some rubble, some yeah, it was blocked detritus up. and blocked up. So you guys had been super successful. You had taken over the smithy so what we've now done is we have uh i assume you guys are gonna take a day and make it safe yeah yeah let me let me get the plundered smithy out here we go can you guys see that plundered smithy oh look at that that's what you get for getting um That's what you get. Aha. There you go. Uh, right. So uh, currently, it seems like the Bractagar forces have done some work on this place. So as you know, one of the forges has been repaired and fired because the, the smoke was coming out of the top vent of the Mesa when you arrived. So clearly, they've been here for a while because it would take you five work points to do that. Ooh. Oh, wow. Mm. And Ooh, the, the, <laughs> the, any rubble, most of the rubble and detritus and, and other crap and crud and dust and everything in the smithy has been removed, or kind of shuffled to one side. You assume maybe they've pushed that down the stairwell, which was blocked anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and your site, the site, already has capacity one so you could stay here without need to subsist mm -hmm. as a team of five um indefinitely because you it's safe enough territory that you can the idea is that you're still subsisting you're still hunting but you have a place to go back to you have shelter you have safety so you can try again you can you know it's kind of um, a defensible location that kind of thing um so make safe has kind of been done already and five work points out of restore the mech forge um uh, it's um, we had a bit of a plan about that didn't we? we we talked about it out of character 
And we kind of promised the giant that we weren't going to rebuild the forge here. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we were talking about going back to Emberwatch and then suggesting that they come out here and take it apart and bring the bits back to Emberwatch because it's kind of too far away to be practical yeah. as a forge given our okay. current state. But That's if they take the forge apart, they can use it to upgrade the forge back at home and then we could turn this place into an outpost or a watchtower of some kind. Or a spa. <laughs> Which yeah. the giant probably won't object to because we'll <laughs> use wood instead of smoke. Or if there isn't room at uh, Emberwatch, it could be at the village that we repaired mm. or yeah. semi-repaired. Yeah. And I think turn that into more of a coastal town. Yeah. And I think that's closer to our centre of operations, given we are, what, six days out? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, you are six days out. Also, we have to, I think we still have to make a role for your workers at your other site. Neek. Uh, which we'll do in a minute. We'll talk about what you want to do with this plundered smithy first. Uh -huh. um, so I assume you don't want to put any more work points into this site right uh, now. Then. Not if it's been made safe. That's yeah. all we really want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's going to take five work points to disassemble. So effectively, you know, do the opposite of firing and repairing a great forge, mm. taking it apart. Okay. Um, also, you could spend five work points to uh, clear the underground tunnels, linking it to the Doomir below, if you wanted to. Ooh. Every time. No. Yeah, we've been given that option before, haven't we? Hell no. Yeah, what you don't know is secretly the other team of workers are, are, are delving at night. No. That's dwarfs. what they Ruby can... Watcher for. <laughs> <laughs> we send them down into the tunnels and then we clean whatever comes out. Ruby Watch, get in the hole. <laughs> Boom! So it's kind of afternoon mm -hmm. uh, on that sixth day that you've had your massive battle. You have the come down from the adrenaline. You know, you're in the smithy. It's a safe place to stay for the night rather than set back off again. So you will, well, you know, your sixth day ends there mm -hmm. um, and you can rest and recuperate uh, uh, mr god person <laughs> yes um uh, i would like to trash the ladders that lead up onto the elevated mesa and then uh, well don't necessarily trash them could we not just bring them inside oh we could bring them inside that's well, fine it's kind of too. they're kind of like metal rungs in the like bolted into the stone oh, wow. wall oh of okay. course that's that okay. i was because on the picture they look like they're made out of wood wood <laughs> do they um no, sorry, they are this kind of metal, metal. Rungs. Are we are we talking about the ones on the edge of the mesa that we, some of us clambered up? Oh no, sorry, you mean the ones on the outside? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, they're wood. They're wood yep. ladders leaning against the uh, mesa. Yeah, yeah. Just to make the place more defensible, we'd like to remove them, bring them inside. Sure. If oh, yeah, you see I, fit, I can bring them in. Uh, and then, is there any way to seal off that little hut on the top? Could, I mean, are they like? bars on the door or could we install bars you on could the install bars on the door all this wood from these ladders <laughs> you could oh, you do could we have any wood more. you could use one of the ladders oh, there we to go. make barrack bars on the interior of the doors okay well let's do that and then we can use the magic door and the magic crystal to get ourselves out 
-hmm. and then that will make it harder for the Bractagorians to get back in. Where did I put the magic crystal? Have you got the magic crystal? Did I put it down? <laughs> oh, shit, I left it inside. <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> cool. Okay, right, so you install some... Um, so, uh, Einar and Clip, you sort of spend some time doing some of this defensible stuff, pulling the ladders up, breaking one apart, making some some bars to place on the back of the doors, getting it all cool, all safe. You know, you've got your uh, method of egress if you need to uh, with your magical stone. So the two of you spend your sort of couple of hours sorting that out. Um, I'm going to make some delicious food oh. while they're doing that. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Going to make some delicious food. That feels like that needs a roll. Uh, you're declaring it's delicious before it's made. Let's, uh, what, what, what do we think cooking might survival, come Survival, surely. Yeah, survival. Um, did anybody else want the tracker's goggles, by the way? Am I okay to have those? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of a lizard walking around with goggles on. <laughs> No, I'm going yeah. to screw them into the eye sockets of my crocodile hat. It's going to say, if they, oh, cool. if it's like a flouncy tracker monocle. I could see LaRue using it. <laughs> I can't see LaRue with goggles. No, dainty opera glasses. Opera glasses, yeah. Yes. Oh, over there. Oh, on the end goggles, of a, like, um, a, like a uh, box there. of snow, like just, just perching on the edge of that. Just oh, little, little opera glasses. pince-nez. That's what you want. <laughs> you want a little pince-nez. We can have them as trocker, tracker opera glasses. If you want. No, no, um, I'm sure it's fine that <laughs> no, they're, no, they're big ass Coca-Cola bottle bottom glasses. Thick green lenses that look really yeah. good screwed into a crocodile hat. There we go. Yeah. By crocodile yeah. hat, he means a skull. Yes. Yeah, that I it's wear a as a hat. Made just, out of a just crocodile. for the people at home who may not be visualizing this quite as you had intended. Okay. Told you it was delicious. Is it delicious? Oh, that wow. is delicious. That is some, wow. Right. So you spend some time gathering. Wow, this some... hobgoblin's really good. <laughs> <laughs> On the way in, you saw that there were some, um, you know, wildflowers, edible flowers, some herbs growing nearby. And you kind of go out, gather those, come back in, cook a nice meal for them uh, over the dying embers. Of, I assume you've turned the, you've like not, not pumping the forge and you're going to try and calm it down maybe in the morning turn it well, you know we can use it, it as a fireplace rather than, i mean obviously a forge uses dramatically more fuel exactly exactly but, but you could let it go down can you and it would it would just yeah. it would just decline overnight and stay warm and hot enough for you definitely okay Rasilka, what are you up to um um Eating not hobgoblin stew. Um, okay. Not hobgoblin. <laughs> not hobgoblin. I like that. Not hobgoblin <laughs> stew. Um, perhaps wondering if we could find a big pail of like. Larue, have I told you about this this dwarven spa? Right. What we do is we get lots of hot rocks, water, you know, wooden benches, really good near a forge. Right. We could do it. We could change this into like a. It, we call it a sauna. Sounds wonderful. Like, pretty good. Like, if you're from, like, cold places, right? It's really good if you've got snow outside as well. You run through the snow and then you go into the room with the rock. It's really great. We could make that here. 
That's I can make the snow. I, I, we've got, you know, and that's that's the conversation that's going on. <laughs> that's what we're, what we're still considering. Nothing, like, intelligent or useful. Fair enough. Okay. Just plotting. Cool. And, um, Dan, what's LaRue up to? Pretty much the same as with Silk. Really enthusiastic spa conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, however, she's taken the meal, and what she's done is she tried to make it look more. Because I imagine it is mostly a very tasty stew, and she's like giving you know a bit of the old jus around the edge, and you know, putting some flowers on it. She's giving it presentation at this point in time, and she's eating at okay. a, a makeshift table. She's trying to feel a little bit more noble than usual because she's been roughing it for a few days now, mm-hmm. and she cool. doesn't like it. Uh, you can feel, definitely feel the presence of Nan in this place as you're kind of moving around. You can sense her presence, and and specifically near the the large anvils that are over by the the not not the forge that's fired, uh, but the other room where there was the statue of uh, Dwarim the god of precision and skill in that room you can see she's kind of hanging out like humming a tune you know it's like in the back of your head you can kind of hear her feel her so no i bet she i bet she's swooning over dwarum i bet that's what it is she's just swooning (laughs) i suppose i suppose larue would probably go and investigate her annoying ancestor being annoying she's doing she's just humming a tune it's not often that you actually see them in the waking day, you know, like see, see them, you're aware of them, you feel them. And when you sleep, you often dream of them and they come to you and talk to you and give you advice and that kind of thing. Um, But for once in a while, you kind of put your head around the corner and it's fairly dark in here, but you can see a kind of faint outline of a, a fox sitting on the anvil. The, the one on the left as you're looking at it and it's just kind of sitting there and like head rocking side to side in that annoying way she she used to do while she hummed so little tunes and things and um just seems to be just seems to be sitting there man just looking around make sure no one hears me what are you doing She's gone. She's gone away. <laughs> no, she, she kind of turns around and looks at you, and she says, um, "This is a magical place. Yeah, in, in, ancient spells and dwemers linger in this place." Okay, where? We're downstairs, underneath, or on where you're sitting? Some were spent here. Okay, that's really useful to know. Now go away. And uh, Baru just like walks away and goes back into the other room. It's like, <laughs> okay. And as you kind of turn away from her, you hear her harumph. And she says, Look. And when she says, Look, there's like a, a burst of ethereal, bluey green light, sort of that you know that only you can see that she's kind of gifting to you. And it kind of pulses through the building. And as you step back into the corridor with the mine cart and the rail, the mine cart 
but not the minecart. The illusory blue outline of a minecart is moving towards you and a huge spectral mechanical creature with a shining light in its chest um, is pushing forward. And as it goes past, you can see in this minecart, there are laid weapons and armor, um, very fine. It's hard to make it out though, because it's all kind of a spectral hologram kind of thing, but it's kind of drifts through you and past you and you kind of see it going be through you and beyond. And it kind of heads out through the doorway. Um, and uh, as it, as you turn around and watch it go out the doorway, you can see standing next to the doorway, there is a, a dwarven figure. Uh, and he just kind of, kind of nods, looks down at a kind of some, something he's holding in his hand. You can't make it out. Looks like a book or something and makes a, makes some uh, writing motions on it. And, um, and then you're kind of like, it's gone. Oh, Nana, that was just creepy. Why did you do that? I don't understand any of this stuff. It's a creepy golem thing that's down there. Do you want me to do something with that? I, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> don't know why the ancients bother me anyway. <laughs> uh, and with that, it kind of looks at you with a little cheeky foxy grin and uh, jumps off the anvil and darts through the wall uh, and disappears. Ancients, they're bloody useless. <laughs> and Rue goes back into the other room and sits down and looks a bit, looks a bit sulky because she, she's now trying to work out what all of that meant. <laughs> okay. Right, so, so evening comes and Crow dishes up this, you know, what, what looked like sort of like dandelions and some nondescript meat from somewhere. Is there one less hobgoblin lying around now? Um, uh, cooks up this beautiful broth, this kind of hearty, filling, warming stew that kind of you all sit down and eat together. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, you rolled a 25, didn't you? So, yeah. So that's... Uh, Tastes that's... like chicken. <laughs> And uh, and then you you spend you spend the night uh, safer ladders up barricade uh, bars on the doors all those kinds of things so you can have a proper rest and recover your hit points and abilities and spells and all that kind of good stuff. Can Larue attempt to sneak out the little gem and try to make the mechanical thing work? She's still trying to work out what her ancestor was banging on about. I think Clip has the gem still. Is there a button for taking a long rest? It is, is he asleep? And is he going to notice a now semi-humanoid <laughs> LaRue, not in fox form? Well, I, I assume you're going to wait till he goes to sleep. Absolutely. I don't want okay. him to. Okay. Uh, Clip well, is then... leaning against the mechanoid, cleaning his rifle. Do, do elves sleep, do we? Uh, I think they sleep for a shorter period of time, but they do sleep. I assume we're, what we'll do is we'll have a. Uh, oh, we don't do roll-offs anymore, do we? We do a Oops. target number, which will be. Hang on. So, clip. Just ask for it. Clip. What is your? What is? No, I'm looking for the right skill for uh, Larue to use. 
Yeah. Uh, because I've been looking at five different editions of D&D over the last week, and I'm not sure what the skills are anymore. <laughs> uh, is it stealth or thievery? Thievery, that's the one. Ben thievery. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got 6% chance of Ben Bartlett Gates. Open the door. Okay, so we're going to have a thievery roll okay. against Clip's perception DC. Right, she's she's trying to be like super sneaky. Like she so, doesn't know, she has no idea what she's doing, but she's being super sure. sneaky, or what she assumes to be super sneaky. You mention that Clip is an expert in perception at this point. Well, she's trying it anyway. <laughs> so what's your? <laughs> A crit- no, oh dear. Um, well, <laughs> right, um, we should. Right. <laughs> Clip, there is a fox sitting on your head. <laughs> she's what? she's what? in semi-humanoid form now. She's changed from being a fox. Why? She's why like, are you up my grill, furry one? She looks shocked, as that, as if you weren't supposed to see her. And then she's like. As you're like just sitting there, she like slides her hand into your pocket and uh, lifts no, out the no, chair. No, no, I, I thought you were a lady. Need this. Well, why didn't you ask for it? Because I don't, I don't, I, I need it. And she goes to the machine and starts like trying to push it in the machine, and she has no idea what she's doing. But you look like she looks like she's trying to make it work. Would you she like no some help? I'm trained in mechanical artifice. Well. It's going to sound strange. And you've woken me up, so I might as well help. Well, well, my ancestor showed me this thing walking around with this cart Uh with weapons and a dwarf man writing something. So I'm trying to, but I don't know what it means. So I'm trying to make it work to see if I know what it means. Okay. Why does that sound strange? That sounds perfectly normal. Oh, that's not the reaction I was expecting. You're a magical talking fox and I'm an elf. Well, when you put it like that. Now. (laughs) <laughs> she goes back to trying to push the thing into the into the socket. So that's no okay. idea what she's doing. I would like to help. Okay, you put uh, you go to put the the crystal back into the the kind of aperture on the front of its chest plate. Um, and as you kind of put it in, you feel that there's like a, a slight magnetic pull to it. Not strong enough to like pull it out of your hand or anything just enough that you can feel it and you're like oh it wants to go back kind of thing that's what it feels like to you you wouldn't think magnets um <laughs> stops the whale oil from exploding when you try and slot it and uh as you put it as you go to put it back uh larue um you may spend one focus point if you wish yeah i will do this I've spent a focus point. Okay. So as you do this, you're kind of thinking about your nan. And you're like, she told me to do this. And if I do this, this will be a good thing. And maybe this thing will come back to life. And that kind of cause and effect backward thinking. There's no real reason for this to happen. But as you do, you feel the presence of nan on your shoulder. She's not there. You can't see her. You can feel her almost like when she's peering over your shoulder at what you're doing and saying, that's right. And you put it in and there's a noise and you can feel the thrum from inside the torso of this mechanical creature. 
and it's kind of there's clearly something going on in there something rotating something moving cogs turning clip it feels to you like gears you know kind of rotating and stuff and the body kind of judders slightly that's just we step back okay and then it, it judders again and then you can kind of hear like a strange bite like metal being twisted oh that's not a good sound forced no no that's not good is there an off switch i didn't know how i turned it on <laughs> i don't know how to turn it off and you hear a voice like a strange voice come out of this mechanoid um and it's a dwarven voice and it says self-repair initiated oh that's handy that's a good thing right clip well if it's friendly then yeah we may need to go wake up the dwarf you can see a little bit of golden light almost like a tracery coming down some of the mechanical parts of the body almost like clip it looks like elongated rune work i'm gonna get out my sketchbook to start this um serious magic everybody else make perception rolls so i assume uh, what i'm assuming here is clip was on watch larue stayed up to i'm not if he was asleep no (laughs) oh no sorry clip wasn't on watch larue was on watch and waited for clip to go to sleep 17, 24, 15. Okay. Um, Crow, you wake up. You can hear this kind of... Strange noise coming from in the corridor. Okay, you creep up to the door. It's quite a big doorway into in to the corridor, and then you can see the outline of Clip and Larue, kind of both back to you, staring at this mechanoid. Body is kind of slowly, almost like it's testing every joint of its body as it's like shifting, and like some some light coming out between the gaps of the armor plating that it has as it's kind of exterior can i sneak up on them um they have to make perception rolls and see if they beat your stealth roll (laughs) (laughs) you never know you'd never know dan although you can make a pretty good guess (laughs) okay Oh, you need you needed a twenty, didn't you? Yes, I needed a I needed a crit to see what's going on. Okay, so crow, you sneak up on them. I'm just going to oh. sort of poke my head slowly between the two of theirs and just kind of look at them both, <laughs> and then extract my head again. Well, we're going to need the dwarf. I recommend we get the dwarf before this thing fully wakes up because it might have some sort of identification protocol and. It's been asleep for a while. You said you saw a dwarf with a clipboard. Yes. And he was over and she points to the where she saw him. And the okay. cart went through there with loads of weapons and stuff in it. It looked very nice. Um, and he was writing stuff. Okay. Can you please go get Rasilka? Uh, Rasilka oh. doesn't really like... Pad off to get Rasilka. 
have we even have we i assume we still haven't noticed him walking around oh, I, I stuck my head in between you and looked at you both yeah, yeah, yeah we but, didn't notice. Was, it, was it so stealthy <laughs> we <were laughs> looking. didn't notice a thing they're so fixated on yeah, this. well i'm assuming that they've just asked me to go and get the dwarf so i'm going to get the dwarf okay Fair enough. clip is still making sketches of all the room work this is fascinating cool. stuff cool uh Rasilka, you are in your uh, <laughs> you get prodded by a, a reptilian i should prod her from like some distance away because i don't know if she's one of those ones that wakes up and stabs you Seems likely. Uh, i don't know i assume um she says something like no no grandma i don't want to play cards again <laughs> i've lost all my money kind of and then i would like sit up like what what's happening is it time to go have you made uh breakfast Einar, uh, Vasilka's shouting awake <laughs> is enough to uh, wake you up. You are a, a warrior and you are seasoned and you're kind of prepared for um, shouting dwarves. Noble Fox and Shooty Boom Man have found magic golden statue. They wish for you to talk to it. Talk to that, right, okay. I'll like, I'll put on my... Right, okay. Talk to statues, I. Why did they have to do it in the middle of the night? Because, um, I don't know, maybe it only talks at night. Let's go find out. You can all, where... uh, all three of you, as you're kind of t chatting, you turn I'll be putting my armor on. Sure, sure. Oh, but you can God. see there's light coming out of the, the doorway to the hall, and you can hear this mechanical noise um, uh, clip. You've You've been sketching down some some cool looking runes and you've watched kind of uh, like a fine line of golden uh, kind of light trace down a, a groove that you didn't see before in part of the arm and disappear under some armor plating and then the elbow joint moves. Not saying I'm a child of the 80s or anything, but every time Pete says that we hear these mechanical noises, all I'm hearing is the sound of transformers changing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Dwarfimus Prime, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's like starting to, it's starting to like get up. It's like one of its legs is under it, and then it slides out as it kind of looks like the energy kind of reroutes to the other part of its body, and it's kind of like maneuvering around. Uh, you know, obviously trying to get all of its limbs working at the same time is mm. proving a bit tricky for it right now. Uh, and that's when Rasilka and Einar kind of hopping into his chainmail underpants kind of <laughs> come around the corner. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Einar, what armor have you got? Sorry. Is it plate, half plate or something? Mute. You're a mute. Mute. A breastplate. Ah, okay, right. So you're like shuffling the, you buckling know, pulling, oh. buckling on the last strap as you kind of come around the corner, fork in hand. Ah. Um. Um. What have you done? Clip uh, did it. Clip, uh, what what have you done? Larue, Larue, that is not true. Okay, it was me. My nana listen, told me. Listen, Larue, look, you don't have to take the blame for when a. a person like Clip messes with machinery. I know he's very pokey and he loves to go and mess around in Forge. You don't have to take the blame. Clip, what nah. did you do? Uh, well, on this occasion, Rasulka, 
I did not do it. I would have loved to play with the mechanical man, but um, our fox friend got there first. And you remember that magic stone that we were going to use? So we were the only ones who could enter this building. Do you remember that stone? Yeah, yeah. It's part of our defend the forge spa. Yeah, it's now somewhat embedded within this almost completely now absolutely fine automaton. I'm glad you're here because I think it's probably going to relate better to dwarves than it is to the rest of us funny looking folk. And as Clip says that, it kind of stands up. One of its arms looks a little bit loose. Um, and you can see probably why it was struggling. It looks like that part of its body is actually damaged. I can probably fix that. But it kind of stands up and it has a featureless metallic head uh, with no eyes or anything. Um, it, it has a kind of sharpening to a almost like a nose ridge down the front of its face, but nothing that you'd call eyes or, you know, a mouth or anything like that. And um, from within, you hear this voice, uh, operator instructions. I, um, I look about, I'm like, <laughs> what I want to say is like, nobody, you know, where <laughs> like in Ghostbusters, they're like, don't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't say anything. Um, <laughs> like silence mode activate. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, I, um, I, like, I literally just, like, look to Clip and I'm like. Uh, at ease? At Doesn't ease? Doesn't do anything. At ease, robot? Uh, await instructions. Maybe uh, that one. Wait, wait for further instructions, aye. Confirmed. It still looks damaged. Could it repair itself more? Uh, well, it initiated what it called a self-repair mechanism, and uh, it had this glowing gold light that seemed to be fixing it. That arm that it hasn't managed to fix, I think, is more damage than its magic can cope with. Maybe I can fix it a little bit more, enough so that its magic can overcome the damage. But as it is, I, I'm not, I don't know what we want to do with this thing. The ruin is really close. I'm poking it. Can tell Metal Man to turn this place into a den, yes? A spa, like the sauna you were talking about. Yeah, uh, that, that's our plan, right? You could start or maybe disassembling for the disassemble forge. of Forge. Yeah, that too. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to look at it. Can you pay your own arm? Oh, we can translate that into <laughs> I've got one job on this shit, right? <laughs> Left shoulder compromised. Oh, oh, you don't assistance need required. Uh, I, I can help. Do you have a manual or instructions? The forge master has all instructions. When was the last time you saw the forge master? Do you have a concept of time? It moves its head side to side for a minute. Unknown. What is your last operational memory? It looks down at the cart. 
in a kind of sad, like drooping head motion. Oh, LaRue hugs him. Unknown. LaRue actually hugs him. She feels sorry. (laughs) Please maintain safe distance. Do you have a designation? What, What should we call you? Unknown. Well, I'm not going to call you unknown. Can we call him gnome? We call him no. Why don't we call you known? I like that. That's more positive. Known. Do you accept this designation? Known. I'm gonna take that as an affirmative. Affirmative. Clip. You... I think he's copying you. Echo. Okay. okay. No. Maybe not. Do you have a place where you rest, where you recharge here in the forge? Next to primary forge. Can you make your way there now? He walks past you all into the room with the Dwarim statue and walks round and stands next to the, the forge. Just goes. He's as he stands. You know, now he's standing. He's about twelve foot, maybe fourteen foot. You don't have a tape measure on you. Um, and he has dwarven proportions. So he's twelve foot tall and chunky, um, and clearly ten foot broad. Yeah, clearly built to push a huge cart, um, and um, has fully functioning hands with fingers um and uh looks like he's had a bit of wear and tear maybe from fire and heat some corrosion but no sign of like battle or anything no one's like bashed him to bits or anything are there others like you here unknown standard complement for bagdumir surface smith is three units if, if I ask you what happened to the other two, you're going to tell me unknown, aren't you? Unknown. Yep, I, I had that feeling. Okay. Anyone else have any questions for our metal friend? Did he give accent? Yeah, that crystal in your chest, is that imperative to your function? Beyond activation, no. Could I have it? Cannot leave structure without stone. That is correct. Yes, that's why I need it, because I need to leave the structure and I need to leave you here. Thank you. Texan gives it to you. It has been a pleasure known. If I may, I have myself a cleaning and an oiling kit, so I can at least get you a little bit tidied away, and then I'll have a look at that arm, if you don't mind. I am to thank you. Okay, good. Got lovely manners. Can someone get me a ladder? <laughs> he picks okay. you up. One of those it. spare ladders we he got. Picks, he picks you up. Oh, okay. And brings I, you I, towards his shoulder. I, I, yeah. Oh, oh. Can, can I, can I have a ladder? Actually, I know. <laughs> I'll this go get one. Awkward. Um. He puts uh, you back thank- down. 
Thank you, Noan. I appreciate it. If if I need that kind of assistance, I will ask. Okay, don't go touching people without their permission. Okay, unless they're hobgoblins, in which case you just touch them till they're flat. It's, it kind of turns his head at a quizzical angle. Uh, someone want to get a hobgoblin corpse just so that we can show known what we're talking about? I'll go back. I'll bring one of those to... Thanks, Einar! <laughs> ladder over one shoulder, hobgoblin over the other. It's got a large meal-sized section removed from it. <laughs> a racist. <laughs> okay, so that this is a hobgoblin. They are bad. They wish to hurt the foundry, so they must be destroyed. Yes? What is hurt? Uh, broken. They wish to break the foundry. Unacceptable. We? Josh. Okay, so if any of them turn up, you, you just need to smush them. Okay, now I'm going to fix this arm. Well, I'm going to have a go anyway. Okay. I'm going to oiling and polishing ball. and making a crown. And uh, known, as he is now known, uh, known the uh, mechanoid, uh, can function as one group of laborers on his own. Wow. So he can generate a work point on his own in a day. Damn. Very impressive. Good job, man. So I have a repair kit and my firearm yep. cleaning kit. I'm kind of using a bit of both of those to yep. um, like it. work off some of that corrosion, but also trying to looking at the working arm and getting known to flex that and move that about and then look at mm -hmm. the broken one and trying to figure out how on earth to put these things together. Okay. Um, That's cool. Do I get circumstance bonus? I'll give you a plus one. Thank you. Okay. I've got hero points to burn, so. Oh, yeah. Oh! oh. oh. King of craft. <laughs> okay. Craft. Wow. Uh, Boom. So you managed to find just the right sprocket in your kit that fits the loose flange in the shoulder joint of uh known he said flange <laughs> i know i was giggling inside <laughs> the fuck is a flange what's a summer flange um so you are able to repair his shoulder fully functional i am to thank you you're welcome. Daru goes, yay, and hugs him again. Can't stand to see a piece of machinery going to waste. Please stay at safe distance from mechanoids. Daru pretty much ignores it. She, is, she assumes cuddling is safe distance. It's okay. okay. I'm glad we woke you up. Now, I'm going to go to sleep now. Bye-bye. Louis just walks off. Is that you didn't want to know about the cart or the armor or the dwarf or nothing? 
Oh just... yeah, yeah. My nan gave me a vision, Mister Robot Man, and you were pushing a cart full of weapons and armor to somewhere. Where were you going? Would you like me to resume manufacturing process? <clears throat> uh, oh. No, no, we don't oh. want to make things. It looks oh. around and it says require or. Uh, that is not required. Thank you, no. Required charcoal. He will need to move the forge to somewhere safe. Require rune stone. Oh, you can fit rune stones. Promised we wouldn't use the forge. Didn't, didn't say anything to you. Just, just standing there, waiting. Uh, I'm sure we can move the forge somewhere safe, and you can continue your work. Yeah, while well, well, we've got him here, uh, we we got some rune stones. Um, we produce one of the blank ones. Well, we got. The damaging gonna, ones, and we got you, what, just hold it up, I'm gonna just going to hold one of the blank runestones. Runestone awaiting. Uh, what, what about this one? I'll hold up the shadow one. Functional runestone. Do you wish transference? Could you, could you fit this runestone to my armor? Please remove armor. I'll, I'll take off my leather bodkin. <laughs> Short cloak. Take off your leather underpants. Uh, okay, sorry. I've got a thing it's about armor, armored underpants today. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't look. Kid. Sorry. <laughs> don't look, LaRue. Let me get this straight. One way I become undisputed ruler of the universe. The other way, it's wearing clips <laughs> underpants. Clips posing pouch. <laughs> yep. Place on Anvil. His arm just like sticks out in a very... Um, involuntary kind of motion pointing at one of the anvils. I will place the shadow rune and my leather jerkin uh, upon the anvil. Okay. It goes over and it starts to work. And as it does, it's a left arm which you repaired the shoulder joint. Below the elbow, which has kind of got an armoured section, pops out, rotates, slides back in. And you can see that it's got a number of tools for digits on the end. And out of the side of its right leg, a bit like Robocop, uh, it pulls a big hammer. Um, and it starts to work. Uh, uh, finally carving and crafting uh, the rune of shadow from the runestone onto your armor clip. That will take it a day. Looks like we're here for a day. Sorry, I should have asked how long it would take him. I guess we're going to sleep in the other forge. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I don't know, Rasilka, that's like, you know, that's like a nursery rhyme to you. <laughs> Soporific. Yeah. Where do you sleep? Okay. So you guys are going to hang around for a bit, or are you mm -hmm. going to head? Are you going to get him to stop? You could ask him to stop. No. Uh, Clip is fascinated <laughs> by the whole thing. Okay. So what I is guess... the plan? I mean, can we start like tidying up, ready for the forge to be disassembled mm -hmm. while yep. we're waiting? I sh 
we need to take a short break.
Emma back. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> slight break there while I got some more booze. Uh, right, anyway. So uh, we'd left it with you guys. We're talking to Known, our new mechanoid uh, friend, who was starting to craft or transfer the Rune of Shadow onto mm -hmm. Clip's armor. I think in the break, all of the team have realized that that Known could be very handy in, in tooling up some stuff. So we're gonna have a, you guys have decided you're going to hang around for a few days. Yeah, why not? Yeah, just chill. Yeah. And um, Known is going to transfer a rune a day mm -hmm. onto... Uh, so Clip's getting your armor done. I know what you're having done. Uh, I'm getting one of the runes of plus one weapon potency put onto my Ranser. Cool. So that becomes a plus one weapon that's plus one to attack um it's not a damage bonus you have to get a striking rune for damage bonuses and st what striking runes do they don't add one to your damage they add an extra die mm -hmm. so if you've got a striking rune on your ranser do 2d12 damage rather than 1d12 damage and then if you've got a a, a major it would do 3d12 damage and if you've got a greater it would do 4d12 damage i want one oh. wow <laughs> so you, and then get so, me one of those but what happens is you have to put a potency rune on a weapon first and then that plus one potency means you can put one other thing on it if you have a plus two potency you can then add two other things and if you add a plus three potency you can add three other things oh, so it's wow. kind of like how you rank up your weapons as well it's very cool. So potency comes before the other things in everything's got a level number attached to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's Einar's and Rasilka. Um the other potency rune on the rapier. Not on the crossbow that you've been lent? Oh no, I need to give that back. <laughs> oh, I'm taking that back. <laughs> okay. Well there's some um there's some other what do the hobgoblins have? They had bows or do they have crossbows i can't remember I think they had bows because they were, weren't yeah. re loading they were firing they had, very oh, fast yeah. they had short, short bows. bows but they were doing 1d6 damage weren't they so yeah. it wasn't, wasn't that um cool mm -hmm. okay so you've got you gather together all the gear of the hobgoblins as well you've tidied up the place you know what are you going to do over the next three days while um known transfers those runes begin to disassemble bits of the forge that we can ready for them to be moved yeah. to the other one mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm gonna take the hobgoblin bodies out and bury them okay um then i'm going to uh range around the area like scouting the local area foraging that kind of thing during the day while they're doing their forgy stuff so that there's provisions and supplies in the evening and we've got a bit of an idea of the lay of the land okay. yeah, I'll join you I, I don't like being closed too much are you not overseeing the disassembly of the machines uh, well it's not actually that much machinery I'm not sure Einar will count as a work point by himself yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. You'll need, okay. uh, oh well, or five uh, person days would count towards one work point. So if three of you do it for two days, then that would count. Yeah. But then we start to get into like 
basic maths and we have to <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that yeah fine okay clip will help okay but he will be spending time outside as well because yeah, i don't think sure. it's like oh, completely it's uninterrupted whole, time. Like eight hours of the day so you can go out and range around a bit you know crow can help as well you'll all be helping at some point with the disassembly um so we will get um three rolls now now it's this is more complicated than a a shattered district you know a plundered smithy you need to make dc 23 crafting or engineering law or dc 28 architecture law just let's not do that one (laughs) Ah. okay is it the party's wish that well the dice rolls have disappeared the crafty person oh. does ah, no they haven't there they are awesome there you go i was just finding oh. the right journal that's cool so uh, so as i said earlier on it's five work points to get the forge going we'll say, we're going to say it's because this these rules aren't really built for like disassembly <laughs> uh we're going to say it's the inverse so it's five work points to take it apart yeah that seems fine yeah so you've got three days so if you make two critical rolls then Oh, is that your? F- oh no, that was from earlier on. Wasn't yeah, it? unfortunately. If you make two critical <laughs> yeah. rolls on that on that um, critical roll, um, critical rolls on the in those three days, then uh, you'll you'll successfully do it all. However, you won't be able to carry all of this stuff back. You're going to need like it, it's huge, a, a large mechanical. Oh no, no, we're just starting the work, so they could... sure. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking yeah, yeah. like ox no, I, train here. I, I I get what you're saying. Uh, shall I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. I just. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do. Oh, um, that's good. Good start. That's a success. That's a success. I'm not getting any crits in a hurry. Um. Right. That's so the first day you pass. Oh, critical. Sorry. I I will get a crit. Um, yeah. So that's um, three successes in two days. I'll do. Working hard. Well, it's, it's all a matter of getting yourself into the mindset of a dwarf. Uh, and they like to slap things together in such a way that oh. you cannot see the joins. But yeah, yeah, good work. Just, if you can just get them in the right place, everything slides apart. It's Did about... you want to roll for the third day? Not really, no. I'd like to just peek at just that. Do, do that again, Adi. That's all you need. Oh! I'll Ooh. take the success, though. Jesus, you rolled a 26, wow. a 27, and a 28. Clip is seriously good at crafting. Um, so, yeah, hey, you, you've nearly, you're like, oh, I'm so close to completing when... Can we take one more day? When uh, known I'm, is like, I'm... tasks complete. Actually, we could just leave known to do the rest of it. Yeah, just get him to pack it up and so now, while you're doing that, mm-hmm. we have three days of your work team down at the at the at the district, don't we? So at the shattered district, we have uh, these are easier roles because it's just you know lots of space. Now, if I remember correctly, you guys armored it up, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there was one work point to clear it all which you guys did yourselves and then a team went down there and they made three rolls and got five 
Aldoon's been doing some awesome crafting roles. Uh, got five work points, so they upgraded the site. Quality wood is brought to the site, and a palisade is built around armor class 20 and gains 100 hit points. So it's on full armor class and full hit points, which is great. Yeah. Now, you don't want to do the underground one because you're all chicken. Uh, <laughs> we're not no, no. chicken we just want to be there no. when they do it well, the yeah. underground one we want to be present for we don't okay, want them that's, that's yeah. we're not that's letting fair. emerald watch hog that glory that's not happening <laughs> emerald watch i love the fact that you guys are amber watch i think so some of our viewers if you're watching on twitch or back on youtube may not know that i'm running a parallel universe with the patrons um and we'll have to figure out what watch they are um they watch <laughs> so we're going to have a roll for them they're plus eight big zirconium watch uh plus eight you say yes i'll just use clips then because yeah go eight. for it go for it oh uh, this is where it all gets horribly stuff wrong no no, no. Oh, oh, it's a 26 that is a um no it's not critical because it's no. 20 yeah okay so that's one work that's one work point yeah, the only crits will be actual crits. What are we having um, them do at the moment? I forget. They are now increasing their site capacity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're replacing the warehouse and roofs and making more structures usable. Yeah. That one, isn't it? The capacity is two at the moment, but if you complete this, it'll get it to seven. There's another one. Yep. There's another one. And the third one. Another day. Ah, uh, we'll take that. That's a pass. Cool. Okay. So, three work points completed out of the okay. five. I'm going to be useless in combat now, everybody. Yeah, I've well. done all of my good rolls. Okay. That's how probability works, folks. Exactly how it works, yeah. It's true. Used, used it all up. That's my understanding of maths. My dice are tired now. Um, Pete, what XP are we on at the minute? Well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a very good Well, it's time. episode six, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So, um, and you've cleared another site. We have. You encountered the wood giant. You yeah, have beaten the living snot out of a whole posse of, of hobgoblins. And resurrected a mechanoid. Yeah. yeah. So I think you should all level up. <gasps> to level three. Oh, God. We do that after? Or? But we can do that after, I think, after the end of the episode, because yeah. that would probably be better. So I think this whole episode will get you to your next level. Oh, Clip, Stupid. you just got a re-roll from non-anomaly. Yeah. Okay, so um, you guys are getting your stuff together, getting prepared on the third day. Mm -hmm. And Crow and LaRue, you guys are outside stretching your legs, you know, preparing yourself. The others are getting their ruining crafted things all they're checking them out and all kind of funkied up with it. Uh, and the two of you are out there and you see, remember that hill you guys sat on mm -hmm. to view this place? You see a figure sitting on that hill, a figure that's probably about 15 foot tall, slightly mossy uh, and green, um, but sitting there clearly regarding your area. Um, now, now, known won't have needed to have used the forge for necessarily all of his work. Maybe the ranser a bit, maybe the raper a little bit, but not. Uh, it could be on the cool down. So there'd be less. Smoke. You should speak with her. 
Yes, let's go. She likes you. I don't think she really likes anybody, but let's go speak to her anyway. Yep, we're going to go and talk to the giant. Are we going to tell the others? No. Well, that's cool. They're busy. Okay. And as you as you approach her, you can see that she is eating a vineling. <laughs> the garlic, you know. And she's just she sees you coming a long way off, you know. And her bow and uh, this huge quiver of these massive arrows, you know. There's uh, javelins. Yeah, up beside her. <laughs> yeah, javelins with a whole duck on the back, you know, a whole goose <laughs> sticking off the back of the javelin. Um, is kind of leant against a tree near her. And you, at first you don't quite see it because of the natural, you know, appearance of these weapons. They look almost like another limb of the tree kind of thing. But she is clearly allowing you to see her. And um, she's kind of sitting there um, uh, as you approach. And she does her throat thing, like, and you can feel it crow through, kind of through the ground. You know, it's kind of a, when you're within sort of 30 feet of her, you can kind of feel this. It has no effect, you know, but no effect. You know, it's not like paralyzing or numbing or anything, but you can you can sense it. Uh, and Larue, you're 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 aware of this as well. You're you're of Glorim, you know, so you're you're very in tune with kind of natural things. Um, and she says, "Greetings." And uh, Larue bows and does her best diplomatic greeting. <clears throat> greeting, giant of the woods. We have fulfilled our end of the bargain, we have removed the creatures from the forge, and we are disassembling the forge as we speak. So, no more will it burn. It seems. Forgive my incredulity. It is not often that those who interfere with the woods keep to their word. It's important, yes. We are part of the world. We are all and part we are civilized. of the world mountain. Yes. And if we didn't have our word, where would we be? We would be hobgoblins, and nobody wants to be that. These people from this faraway place, from the ruined side of Ondrum, they bring a darkness with them. There is, I can feel, a great rending of the earth, of Arlon, of the realm. Not far from here. I do not know where, but I can feel it close like an abscess, like a wound in the ground, in the earth. It troubles me. May we ask, this place that was forge and fire, could we change it, turn it into a watchtower, a place to view afar to see if those who would trouble us come again. She seems to pause for a moment and think. And a small bird lands on her head and kind of tweaks like some, some, some twigs from between her hair and then flies off somewhere. And she says, yes. 
as long as you do not call the force of Zadumir through those pipes, this place is broken. Those pipes will go soon. More men will come from the tower to the south, mans and dwarf and elf, and they will carry the forge and the pipes and the fire and the smoke, and they will carry it away down to the coast. Near the great water. Yes. That is correct. The best place for a fire. Yes. And this place will become a place of watching, of safety. The humans have rangers and folks who know of the wild. We will ask them to come here to watch. We will tell them of you. We will tell them of your kindness and we will tell them of our promise to you. She puts her hand on the tree next to her and she says, will they fell my friends? Will they scurry about beneath the boughs loud and troublesome? Will they multiply and spread? <laughs> it is the nature of man's to spread and multiply. It is the nature of all life to spread and multiply, oh greatness. But some can be taught, some can learn of the wild, some can learn of the ways of trees and earth, some can be taught. However, life and the forest and the spreading of life need not be at odds with one another. Perhaps we can find a way to coexist where the watchers hold up a dead vineling from the other side of her coexist like these no they do not coexist they are together they are parasites ah my friend and larue puts a hand on the lizard even parasites serve their purpose at times can both of you make fortitude saves please oh god i imagine so uh, Who's got verdants already? Has anyone got verdants? Nope. I think we all resist. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to use a hero point. <laughs> I'm going to use a hero point because that's not good, is it? Right? Oh, we know. should have our second hero point as well, shouldn't we? Yes. Oh, for crying out loud. It was that's better. not good enough. It, it's Can not you make enough. a note of verdants one, please? Where, where do I make that note? Just somewhere in your influence area. On your eyelids. <laughs> maybe your biography you can feel that she is a a direct result of the verdance and glorim's magic coming to this place the verdant wilds here you know she is almost like an avatar of this land um and and being in her presence i mean you're of glorim but you're not of the verdance, you know, that natural, the plant growth that's verdant and goes everywhere. You know, you are of the courts and, and the elves and those areas, those kinds of things. Um, so, so still it's to you, it is a bit alien, this kind of feeling you get from her of life pulsating from her body, you know, this, this plant life, you can, you, in, in your peripheral vision, you feel as if 
the plants are moving you know every leaf on every tree is is waving sort of turning in her direction and the yes. creepers along the floor are moving crow's loving it it is natural this is the way she says you may use this place as an outpost so that you may journey further into the worlds i know that deep beneath between here and Udril dwell those who are left of your and she's searching you can tell she's kind of searching for a word of their realm their territory are you talking about the short people or are you talking about the evil goblin people the evil goblin people the, dw- the dwarves. There's still dwarves, dwarves living here. Uh, yes, once you put a dwarf in a hole, you never get rid of him. Like a rabbit. The the land speaks to me. I do not know where. I do not know how. But I know there are those that live within the earth, and there are those coming up from beneath, from Udril. These hobgoblins of which you speak are one part of this darker and fouler things. The children of Maytalan and Valtay. Yes, they they we will fight. The dark ones who bring harm. At this point, LaRue's making furious notes. This whole (laughs) conversation, she realizes this is very important for information. Maytalan is the god of murder and revenge and tyranny. And Valte is this kind of nebulous dark power that is is rumored to have come from the ether beyond and doesn't have like a physical form or it's not like a god or a goddess or a thing. It's like this darkness that persists through Udril, which is the underdark, you know. Is it highly susceptible to magic missile? Highly. And she's also um, making a note of the fact that there's still potentially dwarfs living in the ground and the place where she said mm-hmm. they might be living in the ground still. These humans and dwarves and elves and their friends, I do not know them well, but they seem honourable and they fight the ones of uh, Black Tech Gar and the, the Hobgoblin and the, the Bugbear and the ones who cut and maim and tear and rip so we will they mean well they, they, they try and if they make a mistake we can correct them mm, but they are people of straight lines yes they do not understand the way of nature but some among them can be taught I will ask their leaders to send those ones to this place. And in return for your good deeds, I will watch the land between your tower and this place. Oh, you honour us. And she stops writing for a moment and bows and, you know, curtsy and courtly like. Obviously, doesn't know how well this plays of a giant of the woods, but, you know. When Remembering all of her court graces. Uh, and she stands up and she gives you a return bow in the way one would in one of those courts. And you find that a strange moment, but 
But yeah, she seems to have that knowledge. Nature can be kind in the spring. But harsh in the winter. Now, I will guard the lands between here and your tower. They are part of my territory, and I wish them safe. Your people, your teams may move through here safely. You have any rules they must obey? Should they not kill or not cut? Only kill or cut for what is needed for survival. Nothing beyond this. You are wise, Elder. You almost now look like it looks like LaRue's almost drafting a contract of some <laughs> kind, like a, a diplomatic agreement. The, the wood giant looks at you, LaRue, and, it's, and she says, who, who are those that walk with you? My friends in the, the, the uh, dismantling the forge. This woman at your side. You can hear the humming suddenly. That's my nan. She's um, she can be a little bit annoying at times. I I'm often accompanied by my ancestors, though not everybody can see them. Ah. At this point, Crow's probably like, "Are you kidding? You know, Crow's the spirit druid, right?" <laughs> oh, right, okay. In which case, he's, he can see them. Oh, well. no, I'm a spirit barbarian, water druid. Those that come before guide yes. our actions, and we would be wise to follow their advice. Well, wow, and and ignore their errors. It's funny you should say that. She gave me some good advice last night, and I followed it, and it worked out well. Or three nights ago, as the case may be, actually, as we are, we've accelerated time somewhat. Um, yes, anyway. Um, and also, you shall see here, and she holds up this bit of paper, these are diplomatic agreements uh, to not harm or cut down trees, or I shall present this to our uh, leader when I return to our tower, uh, and he shall sign the agreement to ensure that um, we do not cut or kill beyond survival's needs. Diplomatic agreement with yourself. Humans and dwarves and elves put great stock in this writing. Mm. Indeed. And she reaches her hand out towards you, LaRue. And you shall carry the weight of such words. I mean, if I go to shake yeah. her hand, it's probably like... Yeah. A... <laughs> As you shake her finger, effectively, or a couple of her fingers, some of the the wood or the kind of moss and stuff that's on her hand because she's you know humanoid but part plant uh, kind of grows out of her hand and wraps itself around your your wrist into a kind of knotted kind of plant like talk kind of thing on your arm you bear my mark is that a good thing this deal is struck Oh. It's only a good thing as long as you don't break the deal and oh. as long as no one else does either. Excellent. Well, I am a diplomat at the service of her Countess of Pargranin uh, and I'm glad to be in her service. It, it will help to preserve you, but my people will know who you are. That's also good news. Thank you very much for honouring me and bows again. Very well. Uh, I must. She turns as if she's kind of hearing something far off. One last thing I should tell you. I have seen a dragon of late. 
Yes, three there have been. But this one has been close and recent, within a week's travel for you. Uh, direction? She points rimward. Rimward in the as a, uh, one week travel dragon. And uh, did you see the color of the dragon? Yeah. Um, I didn't. Um, it's blue or green. I cannot. I could not make out which. Okay. I mean, dragons generally are bad news. Um, so let me just. Blue uh... and green will be bad. Green is probably more likely for the area. And again, furiously taking down all of these notes because mm -hmm. I feel these are going to be completely relevant to everybody later on, and I will forget. But I'll pretend Larue remembers. <laughs> we do not see. Blues We're recording in this, the so woods. it's okay. <laughs> Thank God for YouTube. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, LaRue's just like asking some general questions about the dragon directions and so on and so forth and, and just noting it all down, ready to hand it all over. It did not seem a large one. I have seen larger dragons. I was going to ask, how long from the egg? I could not tell. It was too far. Now, would you say the egg came first or the dragon came first? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> This is a very foolish question. Always the egg is first. All of beginning of life comes from the egg. Okay, thank you. Uh, she looks at you and goes, but who laid that egg? <laughs> and then she turns around and heads off into the trees. Trump is the egg. She knows this. One day it will hatch. And from within shall come the new god okay. the land god that's very useful thank you Carl. Uh, right i shall uh oh, you speak my name right well i would be a very poor diplomat if i didn't try to learn <laughs> and uh yeah so i guess we're gonna head back towards the the mm -hmm. forge and everyone's probably as done. you get back everyone's kind of ready to go kits all together you know they've got all their stuff Clip's armor now has this kind of strange black haze to it, almost like it's slightly out of phase. You know, it's a leap in front of LaRue when we get there. Friends, you must not attack her. She is not a vineling. What are you what? talking about? She what? has Why been blessed you? by the wilds, by the giant. But you are quick to anger, and I see how you attack the plant creatures, and you would see the plants on her and maybe attack, but she is not a bad plant. Uh, uh, crow, Crow, my, my, my scaly friend, uh, the, the vinelings attacked us first. They very clearly shot first. Yes, yes, but she will not. She is your friend still. She is a fox. She is not a vineling. LaRue kind of peers around from the side. Her crow, crow's, I imagine, quite big. Oh, yeah. To LaRue. Yeah, like seven foot two. <laughs> yeah. And built like a brick privy. <laughs> she kind of leads around. It's like the giant gave me a green leaf bracelet to signify an agreement. I have a feeling that if the agreement's not kept, it's probably going to do something very horrible to me. You you made a contract with yes, yes, an the accord. forest giant. And I pull out the uh, very beautifully... Uh, you know, oh, it was very, very well done on the fly. Diplomatic agreement. 
Um, yes, we entered into a diplomatic agreement allowing our people to travel to here and make a watchtower, um, provided that they do not kill or cut down trees beyond the need of survival. There's I a just kind of get... moss splodge at the bottom that is slowly creeping out across the parchment, uh, which is the signature of the wood giant. Uh, she signed it, and uh, we need to get the uh, Mr. Doric uh, Emberblade to sign it also. Uh, and we have entered into a diplomatic agreement. She said she will protect our people as they travel. Yes, that she has given us safe passage and will protect the roads. News. But we must send rangers and druids. Yes, it is possible to construct a road between here and Emberwatch. Uh, I think no, that no, might be no. ill-advised, my tall friend. I think the paths will open for us now. Yes. Yes. We've been given free passage through. I don't think we should push our luck and build a road. Besides, I definitely think that this will do something horrible to me if the agreement is breached. Uh, oh, yes. I it'll cut your hand off. Breach the agreement. May, may I look at the break? May I uh, gaze upon your lovely It's arm? beautiful. As a wood elf, you're like, this is like a fine, like ornate natural you growth that's suddenly been... formed around your arm. Blessed. May I appraise it? Sure. Just basically, like puts it right next to your magic. Um, using the craft as appraisal. Hey, how would we go about detecting whether someone has been um, touched by verdancy or not? They go green. Um, <laughs> you could make a nature roll or an occult roll. Oh, I think I shall make a nature roll. I've got 16. There's, definitely, there's definitely some. There's definitely some form of magical thing to it. It seems protective. Um, you think it's it's protecting LaRue from harm in some way. Uh, I think you have got a great boon here from the spirit of the forest. She clearly values you and wishes to keep you alive for as long as you hold true to your bond. And if I don't, I watched how she eats violins. I imagine that will be my destiny if I don't do as I'm told. So she has said it is good to take the fire and the forge to down near the water. Yes. She also agreed that moving the forge over to the, the village at the water, good idea. Okay. Well, then it sounds like we've got a plan. Um, shall we instruct Nome to continue the deconstruction? Yes. Yes, this place must be taken apart. Okay. Well, we'll she was very clear. The doors up top, and then we'll get known to just carry on taking stuff apart, and we'll send a work party up to come get them. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Known okay. says, when you talk to Known about disassembly, he says... No disassemble um, number five? <laughs> he says... Um, known alive. Shall I transport on cart? Uh, we, we will send uh, an escort party to bring you to the, the tower, which we believe was also used by your previous dwarven masters. So it may be familiar. You may know more of it than we. Position of tower? Uh, can you read a map? It waits. Point. I point. Last known location of Sentinel. What 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 is Sentinel? When you when you point at the tower, 
on the map, it, it says last known location of Sentinel. Okay, is that another robot? Is Guardian of you? the Mechanolith, Realm Defender. Oh, that's that's both terrifying and incredibly sexy. <laughs> the robot is creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> the the lips not showing the what to tell anybody else. The mechanoid it doesn't understand why, but it takes a step away from you. <laughs> Realm defender. Easy oh, tiger. What a drive that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we okay. should go. We must make it back to the tower. Yes. This this agreement that Laru has made is important. I, I agree. That would be the fair. first time that Crow has ever said Larue's name I as know, well. I know, I noticed. Yeah. You have accrued much honor today, Larue. And I killed some hobgoblins, which I did apologize to. You are gracious as well as deadly. You well, did us... wear little fox and I'll kind of pat her on the shoulder. <laughs> she's in more humanoid form at the moment. She's uh, not in fox form. She tends to leave fox form when she's doing proper traveling. Yeah, but you're quite low yeah. down, so shoulders... Oh, she's very small thing. still, yeah. yeah. She's still tight. In fact, she's smaller in humanoid form than she is in fox form. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I know it's eight foot tall, so, you know, kind of down there. <laughs> Yeah, she's like five foot five, five foot six when she's in humanoid form. She's not tall. I saw a Pathfinder um, height scaling thing the other day. I can't remember where, but we were spot on, Rog, with the size differences. Lizard people are bigger than humans, but smaller than Goliaths, which is about what your size is based on, isn't it? Because they're about eight feet tall as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so you guys gather all your stuff up, and uh, you know you've got all your new trinkets and gear and and uh, magic items and all those things, or strange plant bracelets that give you plus two to all saving throws. Um, Very you, nice. And um, you head back out towards the tower now. Because uh, you have won the protection of Lidras, congratulations, yeah, you no longer need to make encounter rolls between the smithy and the tower if you're moving directly from one to the other. Okay. Yeah? So yeah. You've, you've appeased a local guardian, and therefore you are safe in this area. So you are able to travel back to the tower without encounter rolls. Um, and I assume you have enough rations, everybody. You've spent three rations at the site, and then it's going to be another two, four, six to get home. Yep. If anyone runs out, we can make some subsist rolls. I have not really been keeping very good track of my rations. So you should have spent six, nine, fifteen out of, I think you were given three weeks, mm -hmm. two or three weeks. Can't remember. I think it was two weeks, wasn't it? It was four. Two weeks, but you had some from before the rest of you. I'm yeah. not sure. So but we were given two weeks. Actually, How actually... far out have we been? Uh, I started with seven, and then we were given two weeks. Oh, you said okay. Yep. So you had twenty-one. 
you've spent 15, so you've got six left over. Okie dokie. Cool. Oh. <gasps> exhausted lying. rations. Look at that. You that's exhausted the rations? batches of seven, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I exhausted one set of seven. I, yeah. I, know. Ah, okay. I already gotcha. started right. with quite a few rations. Okay, cool. Okay. So you guys make your way back to uh, the tower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I think what we'll do is we'll probably leave the session there with you guys getting back to the tower, people accepting you in. Mm. Can we, Millie, can we quickly show the fan art that Wojciech did? We've got fan art of some of our NPC characters. We've got Sir Althus Credwin. Oh, that's epic. Yeah, who's waiting oh, for you awesome. as you get back. Um, there is Tethys, the elven uh, seer of the the dreamer. With he the does, lucid he does eye. look as creepy as he seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Very, absolutely. He's good, very a good. Serious, very like, good. Cthulhu eye thing going on there. Yeah. Yep. The dreamer. Don't be mean about the dreamer. I wasn't being mean. Dreamer's lovely. Who's that? Mm. Doric Emberblade. Yeah, there you go. Why is he standing on a book? It's rude. He's, just, just he's posing. It looks just like he's, he's actually like an, he's posing for an artist portrait, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of extra height. You know, that two inches can make all the difference. Maybe his yep. chair's one. With his pole axe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we should have one more. Ragnar. Oh. The grumpy old. <laughs> Ragnar the grumpy. Not booing the art, booing the character. No, the, the art. The art is great. Yeah, yes. it's fantastic. Ooh. And uh, Wojtek's actually done the um, the art for the patron characters. <gasps> and I think what I'm going to ask is if he can draw your characters as well. So we have a little bit of, uh, little oh, bit yeah. of artwork. So if you guys want to dump a description in the Pathfinder channel on the Discord, then I'm sure he would be more than happy to uh, have a go at those when he gets around to it. Uh, but they're absolutely awesome. It's fantastic to have a little bit of art there behind some of the NPCs that I've thrown in. Uh, I particularly like Ragnar. It's nice. It's this last one here. The liver spots on the head really make it, I think. <laughs> and it's just this grumpy old asshole who's actually yeah. really useful to have around. So it's that kind of juxtaposition of like, oh, uh, he's annoying, but we need him. Um, and as you arrive back at Ember Watchtower with all your gear, you're heavily laden, you know, you're carrying stuff. Um, you you arrive back and um, Sir Althus Credwin is there and he kind of greets you and welcomes you in and you return into the safe space of um, Emberwatch Tower. And Clip, as you look up at the tower, what you thought previously looked like some sort of conical tower with a slot of an observatory looks like the knee section and calf of a giant robot. Ah, uh, I may need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a moment. And uh, up on the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll leave our session there. Thank you very much, guys. Good, good uh, kind of role playing session. I wanted it's good we have like a good action session and then a bit of a role playing session, you know, and throw some of the obviously my world mountain setting stuff in there to hopefully 
don't get too excited by piloting the tower, Alden, because um, you might find that actually you're better off piloting the head or the chest section when we find them and we, we can make a Megazord. That's Voltron. <laughs> Entirely where my head is going. How long did it take us to travel back from the smithy? Six days. So next time we'll need to roll some work rolls, I guess. Uh, yes, we'll do some work rolls for the village next time. Okay. And you guys will all be level three. Yeah. So we're leveled up. So that's awesome. Cool. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you are watching on Twitch, please don't forget to go and watch this when it comes out on YouTube as well and like and comment with how awesome you think it is or, or awesome. not or whatever. Just any comments help. Um, and if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to come and follow us on Twitch as well. It all helps. Join us on our Discord. We've got over 600 members now, which is fantastic. And having great conversations about all kinds of things. It's an eternal gift war raging, mm -hmm. uh, mostly due to Aldoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're having some good chats. There's games we're developing that we're talking to people on there. And there's all kinds of stuff as well. Uh, and also check out our Patreon. I have mentioned our patrons. We have a game with a garblag once a month where we run games with our patrons. And I'm currently running a parallel version of this game with them. They've gone a different way. They've gone to the lake. Oh, nice. uh, and our next session in a couple of weeks' time, they're about to encounter what lives at the lake, which is going to be fun. Uh, but they haven't been to the ruins. So, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're different, different might story. Might be all different on. stuff. Might be all different stuff. You know, we might go to the lake and find it's populated by a long lost race of octopus people. Those weird guys from Grim Hulk. That's what I expected. The lake, you know, the uh, the, the fish weird people. the fish people. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're pushing people off into the water and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. Ah! I've forgotten about that. Um, <laughs> uh, for the rest of the week, tomorrow there's no Lex Arcana. It's every other week. It's oh, every it's other, other week. week, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on Thursday. I know what's going on. We have See Chubby Cats. 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 No, turn it into a Christmas carol. I'm just going to stop naming things just all together. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, bud. We finally found two roads in my game. We no, did. I'm singing Seat Chabacat. <laughs> you can sing Seat Chabacat. <laughs> but also on Thursday, we've got Garblack North America doing one of their things. <gasps> Which one of their things are they doing? The are they Romanian Imperative. Cthulhu? Romanian Cthulhu. As I know, they're finishing Acton Cthulhu soon. And then maybe moving on to some Starfinder. Starfinder, Ooh, indeed. Wow. I think we've got a finder. Um, extravaganza yep, the festival of Paizo. Yeah. But the big news, <laughs> the big, good. big news is that on Friday, we are starting, restarting, I should say, the Enemy Within campaign, an unofficial, not sponsored, but super duper Jim GM'd. So there's going to be awesome NPCs throughout. The Enemy Within. And that is beginning on Friday. And this week, I will be uploading the prequel, the first episode, the zero episode, um, uh, for our patrons. Nice. Uh, and that will be released a little bit later 
for for our for our public viewers. But yes, we are we are we are returning to the enemy within. However, Jim will be running it with a new team. Rogers in there, Aaron, Josh, and Lewis. There you go. That's the team. So we've got a human, a dwarf, an elf, and a halfling, which is cool. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be fun. That's starting on Friday, and that's going to be monthly to begin with, isn't it, mm-hmm. Roger? It, it is. Uh, also, keep an eye out in the Morehammer channel. Jim is releasing some facts about the various players so and their good. characters. <laughs> They're so good. It's like my likes. I like walking on the beach and murdering orcs. <laughs> 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 And next so, yeah. week we've got a return to Star Wars Ooh. on Friday. Yeah. Nice. Um, Matt's going to be running his Star Wars game next week. Yep. And we we are deep into planning for Lewis to run a One Ring adventure, aren't we? Ooh. Mm, one Ring yeah. Second Edition, the brand One Ring Second Edition, the new one coming at, coming in March. Also, there's something cyclady or cyclical or cyclical or something. Something Something to do with swinging around and around. Yeah, something cyclical of the what's it of the thingies of the something of the thingamabob of the what the thingy the whatnot. Yeah, a malicious rumor that something to do with Coriolis may be returning to the channel in March. In March. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. So there's lots going on. There's good games going on. There's some cool games coming. It's all awesome. It's Garblag. What do you expect? Um, so thank you very much for watching, everyone. We've been Garblag Games. Stay safe and happy gaming.